today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. If she would have only known the gift of God, the gift that brings eternal, long-lasting, never-ending life. Guys, Jesus brings this satisfying fulfillment to your soul. Every need, every desire, Jesus fulfills. We all have desires, whether for our lives or the life of someone we love. When we really look at it, though, the only one who can fulfill every desire we have is Jesus. Today, Pastor Eric continues to teach us about the Samaritan woman and how Jesus not only knew her past, he was willing to fill her future. Well, let's join Pastor Eric for part two of his message entitled, Lessons from Samaria, Part Two. Tradition. Do you guys have traditions? Well, there's many traditions even in the church today. What is tradition? Well, tradition is this. It's defined as the handing down of statements, beliefs, legends, customs, information, etc., you guys, from generation to generation, especially by word of mouth or by practice. Tradition is also a long-established or an inherited way of thinking or acting. Now, I know that we all have traditions, especially of those that are being passed down by our family members, generation to generation, those things that are being practiced. But the thing is, you guys, is when we have tradition, we are limited. When you have tradition, you are limited. Traditions are great, but it brings limitations. Because when we get caught up in tradition, we can miss new and exciting things. We miss those things because what are we doing? We're focusing on what we've always done. Always. And so you can miss out on new exciting things. Maybe, just thinking right now, you know, a tradition that many of us practice is Christmas. Where you wake up early and you go and you open up presents and stuff like that. You might have been doing it for 40, 50 years of your life. But maybe one, one Christmas, maybe it'd be amazing to go outside the box and then go, go serve at a soup kitchen or go do this for somebody else or maybe not even take gifts, but have your family give gifts to your neighbors and see them open up the gifts that morning. Whatever it may be, the idea is that we are robbing ourselves of something new if we're stuck in tradition. Because operating in tradition can lead into complacency. God, you guys, has asked us to keep learning. Because if we're operating in complacency, that means that growth has stopped. If you're complacent, that means that you're not growing. You're good with where you're at. I've arrived. (laughs) I'm here. This is great. I don't have to move on anymore. I don't have to pursue anything in my relationship with God. I know the Bible. I know all the stories. I don't need to keep on living. I have my traditions. I go to church. I take communion. I go to men's Bible study or women's Bible study. I serve in the church. All these things are my tradition. I am good to go. I don't have to grow. I'm complacent. But God has asked us, you guys, to keep learning Because when you learn, you grow. When you learn, when you take in information, when you take in understanding, you grow. 
And don't you know that you grow even in your times of failing? You can learn from those things and you can learn from your mistakes, but so many of us don't want to try and to grow because we're afraid of failing. Why are you afraid of failing? You fear of what people are going to say? Oh, you're a failure? Well, who cares? (laughs) God has got you on a path. He is growing you. You're going to fail. Why are you going to fail? Because you're human. But if we are just stuck in tradition, if we get so comfortable and complacent, then we're not going to grow. Proverbs says this, chapter 4, verses 5 through 7. Get wisdom. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. She is speaking of what? Wisdom. Love her. And she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. So God, in his book, Proverbs, is telling us that we need to get understanding. We need to get wisdom. But the thing is, is when we get caught up in tradition, when tradition comes in, You stop learning. You stop getting wisdom. You stop getting understanding because you already understand what you're doing. (laughs) How are you going to grow? And so as a church, we should long to grow. We should long to learn. We should long to get out of tradition and let the Spirit roll. (laughs) And let Him guide us and lead us. Even if it's uncomfortable, remember what I said, Jesus will lead you into uncomfortable things, but He will be with you. He will guide you. Paul said this to the church in Colossae. He said, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. According, listen to this, according to the tradition of men. According to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. So Paul is telling the church, Beware according to the traditions of men. Beware of them. Don't let anyone cheat you because that's exactly what takes place. Tradition robs you from the new things that God are doing. That's what happens. It cheats you. And I don't like to be cheated. Do you like to be cheated? No. God is always moving forward. He has not stopped. And we see that with Jesus. He kept moving forward. Yes, she was a woman. Yes, she was a woman from Samaria, but he was still communicating to her. He was breaking tradition. And if you're stuck in tradition this morning, how will God be able to do a new thing in your life? Be open to God. Be open to the Lord leading you, moving. The verse that has ministered to my heart in the past three years because it's so easy to do what we've always done. That's comfortable. But God has given me this verse. This is my verse. But I'll share it with you guys. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness. What? A river's in the desert. What is God saying? He's saying, behold, I want to do something new. I want to pave the road, man, where there is no road. I want to bring water where there is no water. 
but that's not comfortable. I'm good with my tradition. Man, if that's the heart, I say, get behind me, Satan, man. Because that is hindering what God wants to do, and it's through the people of God. And you are the people of God. You're the people of God if you believe in him. So maybe you're not the people of God. But if you are, he wants to do this. And if you're not, he still wants to do this, but he wants to begin that relationship with you first. Be open for the new thing that God has for you, you guys. God's not done with you. God is not done with you. He's not done. He has a plan. He has a new thing for you. I truly believe that's why you're here today. I mean, you could be doing a a lot of different things today, but God has a message for you saying, I want to do a new thing in and through you. He wants to do that new thing in and through this church, and he is doing that new thing. Guys, there is water coming in where there has been dryness. There's a road being paved where there was no road, all because of the Lord. And I'm excited about this. I'm excited to see how God is changing your lives and how God is bringing people to the kingdom of God. It is amazing to me to see the chains being broken. It's not just words on a screen. It's happening. So Jesus speaking to this woman, he's tired, but he's overlooking tradition. The tradition would be not to talk to this woman. And so now he's going to continue to minister to this woman because this is what is ordained by God. He has sent Jesus to speak to this woman. And so Jesus now is going to be sharing with her probably the greatest thing that man could ever receive. Verse 10. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? And Jesus answered in verse 13 and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water, springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I might not thirst nor come here to draw. And so here we see Jesus responding to the woman's question. Why are you asking me for water? Why are you doing this? (laughs) And Jesus, he says, woman, if you would only know the gift of God, if you would only know the gift of God, if you would only know who it is he who is speaking to you, asking you for water, if you only knew. See, the thing is, you guys, is that the woman was thinking about physical water. She was thinking of physical water, but Jesus was not thinking physically. He was thinking spiritually. He was concerned for her soul. He was concerned about this woman, not about the physical water. Because she tells Jesus, she tells him, you know, he just got done saying, you know, I would give you the living water. 
And she's like, you just asked me for a drink. You have nothing to get water. <laughs> You've got nothing. How are you going to give out water when you don't have anything to get water? Honestly, she sounded like one of the disciples, right? Where in the world are you going to get this living water? And so the woman continues to ask Jesus, is your water greater than our father Jacob's water? Is your water greater? I mean, because this is his well. This is where his sons and his livestock came and drink. Is your water better? And I love what Jesus said, you guys. I think this is probably one of the coolest verses in the Bible. He says to her, getting to her level, speaking to her, not being above her, not trying to just blow her off. He says, okay, you're talking about physical water. Okay, so I'm going to meet you there. This water right here, your precious well, you're going to drink it and you're going to be thirsty. You're going to continue to be thirsty. But the water that I'm talking about, you will never thirst no more. Because it's going to be a fountain that springs forth within you that is going to lead to everlasting life. Because we need water to survive. But the thing is that the physical water that we have will only last a while. We'll continue to thirst for more. Have you ever been dehydrated? And so it's like you long for that water. But that's how our soul should be. It should be longing for the living water of God. Because once we have tasted it, once we have received it, once we have drank in that living water, our souls will never thirst again. It will never thirst again. And we, you guys, can, we can fall into the same trap as the woman. She was thinking physically. And we can fall into that same trap. Focusing on the things of this life Focusing on the, our physical things, they can be our main focus. Just as it was the main focus for this woman, her main focus was water. <laughs> right at this point. That's all we think about. That's all we want. We look to those physical things because we want to be satisfied. We long to be satisfied. That's why we do the things that we do. We are looking for satisfaction. And just as Jesus said to the woman, whoever drinks of this water, the physical water will thirst again. Meaning what? The physical things of this world will never satisfy you. The physical things of the world will never quench the, the thirst within your soul. And if you're looking at the physical, you won't be satisfied. Now I know that our thoughts get engulfed with different things, right? All the physical things around us, our minds just get engulfed with them. Those thoughts produce feelings, and those feelings being overwhelmed, stress, no hope, no peace, because you're not satisfied. You're roaming around. You don't have that peace. You don't have that satisfaction. And you're just, you're just, you're just going crazy in a sense. Why? Because you have not experienced satisfaction. And you will never feel satisfied with the things of the world. That's why your heart is longing to fulfill, you know, hey, I'll try this. I'll try this relationship. I'll try this experience. I'll try that experience. I'm trying all these different things, but I'm still thirsty. Why? Because you don't have the living water, the water that will end your thirst. 
And Jesus said to the woman, he goes, if you would only know the gift of God. Well, what is the gift of God? The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that brings your heart a feeling, an assurance of being satisfied. It fills the void. It fills the thirst. That gift brings justification just as you have never sinned. It brings you to God. (laughs) It connects you to God. If she would have only known the gift of God, the gift that brings eternal, long-lasting, never-ending life. Guys, Jesus brings this satisfying fulfillment to your soul. Every need, every desire, Jesus fulfills. Our hearts desire things. Your heart is desiring something. But is your heart desiring Jesus Christ? The thing is, is that we need to take our focus, and this is so hard. I talked to Dale about it this morning. The flesh is so hard to get away from. It's so hard to stop thinking of the physical things of this world. It's so hard to stop thinking of all these things that are playing with your emotions, but those things are leaving you empty. But Christ is saying, if you would only just look to me, if you only understood who the one who is saying, I will give you water, you would be satisfied. May our hearts be looking for that satisfaction. Because if the physical things of the world would bring that feeling of being satisfied, you wouldn't be looking for more. If you were truly satisfied with the things of this world, you wouldn't be trying other things. You'd be satisfied. You'd be at peace. So we know that the things of the world does not satisfy. But when you truly have that relationship with Jesus Christ, you truly understand and you speak to someone who has that understanding, who has that personal relationship with Christ, they have this peace. And you're like, why are you so peaceful? Why are you so joyful? Because I am satisfied because I've got Christ. I can't explain it. Talk to the Holy Spirit. (laughs) He will give you the same thing. Today is the day to try Jesus. Stop trying the things of this world and try Jesus. Honestly, just open your heart and say, you know what? I want to try you. You do it with everything else. Try Jesus. Try him. See how he will fulfill you. How he will come through for you. How he will overflow you and fill you with his love and his presence and embrace you and he'll never let go. If we can try everything else in this world, why can't we try Christ? Because he will fulfill you if you ask. If you ask me for this water, I would give it to you, he said to the woman. Be satisfied with Christ. So the woman is probably just going through a mix of emotions right now in her brain. This Jewish man's being nice. Now he's telling me about this eternal life water that I can't see. He has nothing to draw it with. I'm not getting this. But Christ, you guys, was there for her. And so in that, in the natural response, when you don't understand something, you start to argue. When you don't understand something and you are familiar with your old ways, your traditions, you're going to start arguing because you are uncomfortable. 
and you need to go into defense mode. And so she goes into defense mode in verses 16. Jesus said to her first, he says, go call your husband and come here. She just said, give me this water, right? So Jesus says, okay, go get your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worship. This is the defense mode, okay? She understands that he is a man of God because he has just spoken a deep, hidden secret to her of not having a husband but of having five husbands, and the one that she's with now is not her husband. And so she then goes into defense mode in verse 20. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem, in this place where one ought to worship. I think the key word there is you Jews. She just separated it. She just separated herself and said, you Jews say that Jerusalem is the place to worship. And Jesus said to her, woman, Believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You will worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. See, verse 24, God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. And the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Man, Jesus speaking to the depths of this woman's heart, declaring things not discussed. Jesus is calling out her sin. And when our sin is called out, we go into defense mode, naturally through the flesh. And the woman understands that Jesus must be a man of God representing a God because there's no other reason why he would have known these things. So then the woman goes from physical talk to spiritual talk. She discusses worship with Jesus. But Jesus goes straight to the point with this woman. He tells her, believe me, the time is coming when it will not matter where you worship God. Jesus tells the woman, you worship what you do not know. Because here's the thing, you guys, is that the Samaritans, he was right on with this point. The Samaritans believed that Moses commissioned an altar on Mount Gerzim where they were at. The mountain of blessings. This was their justification of their system of worship on that mountain. She was worshiping something that she didn't know, but it was passed down by generation to generation, tradition. And Jesus calls her out and he says, you worship what you do not know. And Jesus is at this point, you guys, get the point. He is longing for this woman's salvation. He is longing for her to see. The hour is here, he says, of true worshipers that will worship God. And Jesus reveals to the woman that she is not a true worshiper of God. Because a true worshiper of God will worship in spirit and in truth. Jesus was there not to argue but to save this woman. Pastor Eric Kluth's message today gave us a greater insight into the incredible life that Jesus led in his time here on earth. His life and death are the basis of the Christian faith, 
and we hope you've been encouraged in your faith by what you heard today. As we close this edition of Grace to the Hearers, we'd like to tell you how you can receive a free copy of today's message. Simply send an email to info at gracetothehearers.com and be sure to include today's date and where we can send you a CD. You can also call us at 520-723-7047 to speak to us in person. That number again is 520-723-7047. Be sure to visit our website as well to discover more about Grace to the Hearers, Pastor Eric, and what our goal is with this ministry. We'd also like to ask that you consider partnering with us in prayer as we continue to expand this ministry. Grace to the Hearers and other ministries like it are valuable tools that God is using to further His kingdom on earth. And we feel that God is calling us to reach more and more people with this broadcast. Would you join us in praying for this ministry and the people who are hearing Pastor Eric's messages? We are incredibly blessed to be able to share God's Word with you already. And we would be honored to have you interceding for us as well. From all of us on the broadcasting team, we want to say thank you for listening today. Join us again as we continue our deeper look at the book of John, next time on Grace to the Hearers. 